My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they all saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, it's not a secret that in recent years and decades there's been this decline in the number of people practicing their Judeo-Christian faiths, whether that's in less people attending church or synagogue on a regular basis, or even in belonging, registering to any particular congregation. For a long time, the vast majority of people would still profess faith, still profess belief in God, which is what made this headline a couple of weeks ago so startling. Very bluntly, it said, survey, 43% of millennials don't know, care, or believe God exists. Don't know, don't care, don't believe. The dismissiveness to the question, the indifference and apathy of that answer, while in, in some ways isn't exactly surprising, just reading it in black and white like that was kind of hard to shake or forget. I probably read the article a half dozen times already, and along with that headline, research of this generation's behaviors and beliefs were very different from every other generation that preceded them, with a sizable number who promoted getting even with others who wronged you, as opposed to what had been the norm of the goal of treating others as you wish to be treated, or accepting censorship of viewpoints or policies that were specifically different from what they believed. All of it should be alarming on a lot of different levels because when a sizable number of people don't know, don't care, don't believe in God, the center of the universe becomes oneself. We try to become gods who think we're self-sufficient. Concepts like community and family become very fluid and on our own individual terms. And there's a lot of reasons for all of this. I can think of a pretty substantial list of areas where we as Catholics have failed, which has left people hurt or angry or confused or all the above. And then in the perfect storm of events, the, the devil has been hard at work offering alternatives to replace our love and worship of the one true God with a variety of alternatives. The worship of oneself, thank you, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The gods of devices and gadgets the pursuits of materialism. All those discussions and reflections are important. But part of the reason I think we've seen uh, people 
declining to claim any Christian belief or any Judeo-Christian belief is tied to what we celebrate today, this solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. Usually when we come to this feast day, there's this kind of a acceptance even among priests that it's just a mystery that we struggle to explain. We try to simplify it as best we can. We'll bring out a shamrock and say, God's like this, three leaves, one clover, let's stand for the creed. So in our struggle to find adequate words to express or explain this important essential aspect to our faith and in our reluctance or fear of being asked to share our understanding of the Trinity, we can almost contribute to this unknowing or this forgetting of who God is. But God's blessed us with brains to wrestle with this complexity of who he is and with hearts souls and bodies which were made by him and for him in his image. Understanding the Trinity isn't about getting the doctrinal statement correct, but our understanding of who we are as well. Because unlike those of Islamic views or Islamic faiths who view God as a master that they're subject to, unlike those who held pagan beliefs, who saw God's as these powerful supernatural beings who are prone to arbitrary acts that can be appeased by feeble offerings of mere human mortals, even unlike our Jewish ancestors, the elder brothers and sisters of the covenant who first heard the voice of God, but who continue to await the fullness of redemption. In Jesus Christ, we've seen God. We know God. We receive God into our very bodies and souls in the Eucharist. Jesus, as God's own son, leaves heaven, becomes one of us and one with us, and reveals to us the profound depth of love, which is this one God and three persons, all beautiful in their own special, specific way. God the Father, the creator of the universe, the source of the plans and the predictability of the universe in which he created. The amazing splendor of a world that has the ability to continue to grow and expand and evolve and progress. Jesus Christ, his only son who came and continues to come to set us free. Free from the limitations that we as humanity impose upon ourselves especially in the delusion of freedom where we follow the example of our ancestors and errors of Adam and Eve and feel we can go it alone. We can do it better following our own way rather than following God's created, perfectly ordered universe. Jesus comes to free us from our self-enslavement to things, to the world, to the flesh, to even the devil. And he frees us by over and over and over again, offering us his forgiveness, his mercy, which enables us to become brothers and sisters in perfect relationship once again with a loving Father. And the Holy Spirit, the the third person, he who continues to transform and renew the face of the earth, who simply awaits our openness, our invitation to convert us, into those sons and daughters of that trinity, who then equips and enables us to use our best 
selves, our truest selves, the people we were created to be, to help in this amazing work of transforming the world around us, most especially in bringing God's very presence to the people we encounter. If we don't just accept but embrace this mystery as much as we embrace other mysterious aspects of ourselves, then we can begin to turn the tide of those who say they don't know, they don't care, they don't believe in God. They'll start to see him. They'll start to experience him through us Christians when we act as Christians in the truest sense. By creating new life wherever we go, whether it's at work, at play, in our marriages and families, a world with fewer self-delusions, fewer lies, fewer walking dead, by redeeming everyone we can, by seducing them by our joy away from the, the smaller lives that so many are willing to settle for, redeeming them for, from the hollow and fake sophistication that, that walls us off from being open and vulnerable children of God, and then by transforming and renewing and enriching the face of the earth, each and every life that we come into contact with. May God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless us on our missions to discover, to value, and to draw out that amazing image of himself, waiting to be surfaced, released, and shared with this world he's created.